I think that making steps to reconcile with people in your life, it, it can't it can't wait. Yes. It can't be something that you put off until you're 30 or 40 or or whatever. You you have to do it now. Well, hey there, friends. Welcome to another exciting edition of The Link. I hope you are doing well this evening. I want to say a special thanks to all of our friends who are members of our Woodside family. It's great to join you every Tuesday. But if you're not a part of our Woodside family, we would love for you to check us out. Go to our website, woodsidebible.org, and you can learn all about our mission, our passion, and our ministry. Today, I want to have an important conversation about forgiveness. What comes to mind when I say that word, forgiveness? Maybe two other words come to mind for you. I'm sorry. Now, those are two very powerful words that can really bring a tremendous amount of healing. But they're also pretty tricky words. When you think about forgiveness, there's a lot of layers to it. For example, what if the person who has wronged you isn't seeking forgiveness? Or what if you are seeking forgiveness and the person that you have wronged is unwilling to extend it to you? We're going to talk about that and so much more. As always, I've brought two pretty incredible people to help us to have this conversation. First, uh, to my right is Taylor Shepard. She oversees our collective ministry and uh, does a great job with our young adults there. And I really appreciate you. Thanks for joining us, Taylor. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. Then uh, Rob Bentz, who is the uh, lead campus pastor for our White Lake campus here at Woodside. He's going to be kind of our resident theologian today to wow. help us to kind of navigate no this pressure. scripture. No pressure at all. We just need you to speak on behalf of all of church history. That's it. No, but when we start talking about forgiveness, let's, before we dive deep into the Bible and the theology of it, let's just talk about it from uh, kind of a cultural perspective, Taylor. When people talk about forgiveness in our culture, what do you think they mean and what do you think they expect? Yeah, I think a lot of times when, when just culture as general talks about forgiveness, they're expecting something. They're expecting um, something to be repaid to them. They're expecting yeah. to feel whole again in something. And uh, I think that without the cross, without understanding the sacrifice that Jesus made, you're never going to really experience a full sense of completeness after yeah. somebody apologizes to you when you receive that forgiveness. And I think on the opposite end, uh, for people who are trying to... Um, you know, seek someone to, to forgive, yeah. you know, it's hard to set aside your pride yes. and, and, and say, I'm sorry. Yeah. So I think a lot of times people have a, a hard time if they put their stock in, in, in what they do and who they are. Yeah. Why, why would I apologize for anything? I'm never going to apologize because what do I have to apologize for? I'm just yeah. doing my thing and being who I am. Yeah. So it's, it's a pride thing. For you know, sure. it's really interesting because when I think about this generation, it's been affectionately called the justice generation. Mm -hmm. And I think about the Me Too movement. I think about the um, uh, race reconciliation issues that we're facing, racial tensions and injustices around that. And what I feel like is the danger of this moment is that our culture is really good at calling out violators, bad actors, those who are wrong, yep. but really doesn't have a category of how do I repair yeah. those relationships? What does redemption, restoration look like? And really doesn't really have a full understanding of forgiveness. Yeah. So I think this is an appropriate conversation, but Rob, obviously we have a lot of ground uh, to cover and a lot of theology for this in the Bible. Mm -hmm. So when you think about it from a biblical perspective as a pastor, 
Um, what do you think about forgiveness? You know, when, when I think about that, uh, I, I, I will follow up with what Taylor said in terms of it's a pride issue and a humility issue. Yeah. And it really begins with a heart posture of humility. Uh, when we're seeking forgiveness, uh, that takes us to a posture where we have to be humble. We have to recognize that there has been an offense there's been a sin, there's been something that's happened uh, that we need that. And so biblically speaking, uh, it's interesting, when you, when you dig into scripture on the issue, there isn't necessarily a definition given of forgiveness, but there's a number of examples. And, and so uh, I think when we talk about that from a human standpoint, it begins with heart posture of humility. It seems to me, Rob, like we of all people should excel at forgiveness because our Savior is the example of that. I mean, to be on a cross, being crucified by the very people you created, and to say, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. You know, there, there are a lot of passages of Scripture that just cause me to, like, say, man, I'm so far from where I should be in Christ. That verse of Scripture, that passage is probably one of the, the passages that really humbled me the most. But yet, um, we struggle with it. And, um, and maybe, Taylor, I'd love for you to just mention, um, and you alluded to it, maybe it's to pride, but why do you think it's such a struggle for people to forgive? Well, I think believers and non-believers, I think that when there's a rift created in a relationship, yeah. it feels like something is wrong. You know, we wouldn't need forgiveness if we were all perfect. Yes. If we all treated each other the way that we should, we wouldn't need forgiveness. It's almost like an unnatural thing for our, for our spirit to, like, encounter, yes. um, you know, compared to what we, were, what we were made for. And I think that's why it feels so hard because there's so many factors, there's so many layers, there's so many situations that are different. Like yes. you were saying, sometimes the person that, um, has wronged you isn't around or yes. you can't forgive them or they won't ask for it yes. and there's just so many layers that go into it yes. and that we don't have that great definition from the bible but you're right there are so many examples and we have to pull what we can from that yeah and even a command mm -hmm. you know and uh, the bible is very clear to the extent that you uh, forgive you'll be forgiven another sobering passage from the Beatitudes, I mean, uh, that, that should cause all, all of us to say, man, I need to, to forgive, right? So let's uh, help some people. So maybe you're out there today and you're in one of two categories, and I'll start with you, Taylor, again, but let's first help the, the folks who say, uh, someone hurt me and they're not seeking forgiveness. They haven't even asked to be forgiven. What do you say to that person? Yeah, and you know, I I was a little cringy to come on yeah. this link episode because I think that forgiveness is something that, you know, God is constantly working on in my heart, but that is definitely a lot of my story yeah. and and a lot of what I've struggled with and wrestled with. But one of the best pieces of advice that I got um, from Pastor Doug actually was um, to turn to Romans 12. And the title of that part of that passage is uh, Marks of a True Believer. And it talks about um, being at peace with people, with other believers, mm -hmm. as far as is possible for you. Yeah. And I think that that is so key with this. Like, you have to know in your own heart that you have done everything that you can to live at peace with people. And that doesn't always mean that you've repaired relationships to the degree that they were at before, because everybody needs boundaries. Yeah. And we have to, you know, exist at peace. And sometimes that means you can't be as close as you used to be. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think that that is really such a good key moment to think through 
of am I, am I actually at peace with the people that I'm supposed to call brothers and sisters in Christ? And even beyond that, yeah. am I at peace with the people that I'm supposed to be sharing the gospel with? Yes. And how can I share the gospel with somebody that, that I have this bitterness against? Yeah. You know, uh, Dr. Tony Evans talks about the difference between forgiveness and reconciliation, and he describes it this way, that forgiveness is when you release someone from owing you. When you say, I'm not going to live expecting a debt to be repaid. And in many ways, that's releasing you from a prison of waiting for that, and it may never come. Reconciliation has to do with proximity. That's when you uh, are saying, I'll let this person come close again. And I love that you brought up, maybe that's not wise. Maybe the boundary line is, I'll forgive you, but we can't be close again because you're not healthy. I think that those two distinctions are very important. You know, Rob, there's a saying that you have to uh, forgive and forget. And some people say, I'll forgive, but I'll never forget, right? What do you say to the person who feels the pressure that somehow they have to forgive and forget? Mm, it's, it's such a hard issue um, because oftentimes when you're talking about some of those big ticket items about how people were hurt, how people were wounded, uh, it can be some really uh, difficult things, abuse or family breaking apart, those types of things. And, and so you're not going to forget in the way that we consider forgetting something. But I think it really goes back to kind of this Old Testament concept of where, where God remembers and where what we're looking at is not necessarily kind of this intellectual uh, choice, but what it really is, is that it's really an activity. It's an action. It's a response. And so I'm going to choose not to act on, uh, you know, in that space of kind of seeking revenge, uh, holding bitterness, but I'm, I'm choosing not to act. And so by doing that, I'm offering a measure of forgiveness. Yeah, that's really, really good. I, I think another group, Taylor, that I love for us to help are those who are wanting to be forgiven. Mm-hmm. And maybe they are deeply remorseful, but the person that they have been uh, trying to apologize to, say I'm sorry to, buy flowers for, maybe a diamond ring, whatever the case may be, just is not having it. They are unwilling to open the doors of communication, unwilling to try to reconcile or even meet or conversate, what do you say to that person who desperately wants to be forgiven but just isn't receiving it? Yeah, I think there's two factors that go into that a lot of times. Um, I would first encourage that you take a second and evaluate whether your actions are harmful or helpful. And I think a lot of times what we don't think about um, is is where the other person is at. You're so desperate to feel that sense of, okay, I've been forgiven, I can move on, that you're not thinking about the fact that maybe this person needs time to process. Yes. And I do believe that as believers, we should be quick to forgive. Yes. We, should, we should understand that we've been forgiven, and so we should, we should extend that. Um, but sometimes our humanity gets in the way, yes. and it's hard for us to forgive. So extending that moment of grace and and understanding that, hey, you know, they might not be in a place to necessarily receive this yet is a really important step. And I think the other side of that is, again, like I said, it's it's our call to live at peace as as peaceably as possible with with others. And if you're hitting a wall and you've, you know, kind of done all the steps to pursue that, at some point you have to um, accept the fact that God has forgiven you. You have to be able to forgive yourself and move forward, but accept that you know, maybe you're not going to 
you're not going to receive that if you've done everything in your power to to acquire forgiveness. Yeah, that's so good. And I love that Pastor Doug led you that Romans 12 because, man, that really helps, right? In relationships, as much as it's possible with me, right? And so if you've done everything you can, then you have to leave the rest to the Lord. I think oftentimes, though, uh, I run into this as a pastor with marriage counseling where a guy maybe has done something wrong. The wife is like, I need space. And the guy is afraid to give her space because if she has space, she'll probably never come back again, you know? And so he's doing the high pressure tactics. That just is not helpful. And I hear you saying that that's harmful. The other thing I think is really important in this is that sometimes it takes time. It's, you know, and and you got to maintain a resolve to stay humble through that process. You can't allow yourself to say, you know what? I've been asking for forgiveness for eight months, you know, uh, and uh, I'm, I'm fed up with it and now I'm gonna uh, act like I am entitled. I think you have to remain humble, you know, through that process. You know, um, <clears throat> Rob, I would love to, and this is kind of a bonus question, but you know, I think forgiveness looks beautiful when it's, when it's given, right? I think about my own life, my father, um, uh, left my mom, had an affair, uh, they got divorced, I was young, I was bitter towards my dad for years and years and years, and then um, after I got out of college, got married, you know, you get a little bit older, you start realizing like, man, you know, life is too short, and, and praise God, we were able to reconcile, and uh, we were able to, long backstory to that, but we were able to do it. Uh, three years later, he passed away. And I'm really grateful that we were able to do that. And uh, yeah, I think it's a beautiful thing when it happens. So have you guys uh, ever seen it happen in a, in a beautiful way? Wow, that, you know, that's, a, that's a, an interesting question, Chris, because when you evaluate this topic, I mean, we sort of joked about it before, beforehand a little bit that every one of us feels inadequate in this area to enter into the discussion because we all experience it. It's all very, very difficult, oftentimes very raw. And so when you do see that, when you do see not only forgiveness, but that next step of reconciliation, uh, it is a beautiful thing. And oftentimes it happens in the context of, of a marital relationship or a close family. And, and like you said, it is beautiful because it's really a model of the gospel. You know, it's, it's a picture of what God has done for us. Yeah. And, and when, when you talk about the cross and, and you, you go back to what Jesus has done for us, yeah. that's the ultimate picture of compassion yeah. and grace. Yeah. And when we can participate in that, it is beautiful. Yeah, it is. And I think that's the portrait we get to tell the world about because I think everyone has consciousness of sin and the world needs to know where do you go for forgiveness for the guilt that comes along with your sin. And the beautiful answer we have is the cross of Christ where forgiveness is embodied. Uh, Taylor, you work with young adults a lot. Anything you want young adults to know about this topic? Oh, you know, I think... Um, in all your years of wisdom <laughs> that you want yes. to share. Yes, all of my <laughs> age behind my words. Um, you know, I think that a lot of hurt happens in your 20s. And I think, um, you know, you're kind of moving into this, this lifestyle where you're now an adult. And you have to, like you said, you, you dealt with this situation with your dad after college. 
It was probably because you were feeling more stable. Yes. You were feeling like you kind of had your feet underneath you. And I think um, what you said was really pertinent that life is short. And it might not feel like that when you're a young adult, but um, it is. And I think uh, as we're called to be um, living at peace with, with people as far as is possible for us, I think that making steps to reconcile with people in your life, it, it, can't, it can't wait Yes. It can't be something that you put off until you're 30 or 40 or, or whatever. You, you have to do it now. And I think, you know, I talk to so many people that have heartbreaking stories. And I think one of the hardest things for me to do is sit down with a girl who's been assaulted. And how do you tell her that she's called to forgive? Yeah. Something like that. And I think that it's, well, first of all, I think it's so much more common than we think, and that's a whole other conversation. But, but I think the power of the cross is just so evident. Yes. And you were talking about beautiful examples of, of forgiveness. I, when I see a, a woman really um, blossom out of a season of pain yeah. that is surrounded by that because she's found forgiveness, that to me is such a story of redemption and yes. such a story of of forgiveness and a beautiful example of like this just preposterous sin that was committed toward her yes. and just like a sliver of yes. the way our sin looks to yes. God. And she, she's able to come through that and overcome that. You know, I, that's not really a piece of advice, but it's like those things good. happen and that's what we deal with. I think it's really good, you know, and I, I would just say to the young adults who are watching this that are passionate about justice, mm -hmm. just make sure you think through what justice would look like. Uh, don't just define justice as the act of calling out injustice. Yep. Because I think that we've kind of settled that, settled into that definition that mm -hmm. my job is just to call out wrongs. Yeah. But as believers, it is to right the wrong yeah. through Christ. And, uh, and, and if we do that, we don't have to stay in a place of perpetual lament or bitterness. Yeah. But I love this thought of being able to blossom. That gives hope. And I do think that you can't blossom out of pain. Um, Rob uh, Taylor, this is a big topic. So what resources, if any, would you recommend on this? I'll, I'll start with you, Rob. Anything you recommend? Yeah, I mean, certainly you could do a, a kind of a concept study, uh, a thematic study throughout Scripture. Obviously, that's the first point to, to start with. Um, but there's a, there's a really good uh, book that I've found called Unpacking Forgiveness. Uh, it's written by uh, a pastor named Chris Bronze, and uh, he just looks at it from all different angles and with a lot of depth. And, uh, and I would recommend that as a, as a really helpful uh, tool and resource. That's good. Taylor? Um, I think, you know, just to kind of take it in a different direction, I think one of the best things that you can do and research yourself with is other people. Yeah, we have right. to be held accountable to our forgiveness. We have to be held accountable to the things that we are saying that we're going to do. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's something that um, we neglect sometimes. We say in our heart, we're going to do this. I'm going to commit to forgiving this person. I'm going to commit to ask for forgiveness. But having accountability is really, really important. And even in maybe a mentoring situation um, where you can have somebody who's older than you pour into you and encourage you and lead you along in that process that's maybe been where you're at, I think that's invaluable. Yeah, I think that's really good. And I think my resource would be uh, maybe uh, bring together the two you said, and that is the book of Philemon, I think embodies yeah. this. What I love about studying the book of Philemon is that you have Philemon and Onesimus who are at odds with one another, 
But then you have this third party, Paul, who steps in and he really helps to bring reconciliation. And so maybe you're not the person seeking forgiveness or the person who needs to forgive. Maybe you're the friend who needs to be a peacemaker between two other friends. Philemon becomes a great case study uh, in that. So, um, man, I really appreciate you guys. And I know that behind all of these answers, uh, there are stories of your own pain and brokenness. But again, just a wonderful example of the fact that God can take our pain and bring us to a place of healing where we can help others. And so I really appreciate you guys uh, doing that. Rob, can you pray for us? Absolutely. Let's pray. Father, uh, we are so humbled uh, that your scripture teaches us that if we confess our sin, you are faithful and just to forgive our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And so, God, we are humbled by that and we're grateful for it. And we ask that as your people, that we might be givers of grace, givers of forgiveness. Even when it's difficult, may we turn to the forgiveness that we have experienced in the gospel, in Jesus. And may that empower us to be people who offer forgiveness and seek that uh, in our own lives. It's difficult, and so we need your Holy Spirit to lead us in that. And we ask that you would uh, just bless uh, your people uh, as we seek forgiveness and as we offer it. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Listen, guys, you know, now is the time to act. Uh, Conversations like this are not meant to just give you information. And so let me just say this. I want to leave you with this thought. Uh, It all starts with reconciling with God. All uh, sin is first an offense against a holy God. So one uh, aspect of forgiveness is this big thought in the Bible of repentance. And so maybe you have hurt someone, wounded someone. Before you try to seek forgiveness from others, first humble yourself before the Lord, ask for his forgiveness, receive his grace, turn to him for salvation. And then I believe that as he works in your heart, he'll pave the way for reconciliation in your uh, other relationships. Please know if you're a part of Woodside that every one of your campus pastors would love to come alongside of you, help to support you in your journey to heal your relationships. That's a big deal to us and we wanna be a blessing to you in that journey. And if you're a part of Collective, Taylor and her team would love to come alongside of you as well. And just know that every week we're gonna be here to help to resource you to be able to live your faith more effectively before Christ. Thanks for joining us. Thanks to Robin Taylor, and I hope you have a great day. Can't wait to see you next time on The Link.